0: It is Monday, March 28th, 2022. This is Baseball Today. That is my good friend, Trevor Ploof. I am Chris Rose. So were you watching the Oscars live or
1: not? I was not watching live, but, you know, I'm a Twitter guy. So I was on Twitter, and as soon as something happened, Twitter reacts. I have to figure out what's going on. So eventually I, I saw the slap. I saw, like, the replay of it. Uh, incredible, and then my wife and I we sat down and watched Will Smith when he won the award. Yeah, and like we watched the speech, we we're expecting something maybe crazy to happen, but he kind of honed it in. And then you know Denzel, really? the, I thought it was all quote. over the
0: place. I didn't understand a thing of what he was saying.
1: He I was all it- over the place, but I thought maybe something like disrespectful was about to happen again, and didn't do that because Denzel came and saved the day,
0: as he usually does. So we yeah. were watching it live. And Michelle was doing a little work, so she was kind of half-watching. And then all of a sudden, you know, I watched it, and I, I was trying to figure out, I was like, God, was that part of the bit or whatever? And they went back, and then the audio dropped. And I was like, oh, my God, there's some massive swearing going on. And so we had to go back. We watched it. We rewatched it, the whole thing. And then, you know, like, we're talking about it afterward. I was trying to find a post-game show to watch. Like, I don't know. I wanted... A post-game you know, like, I was looking for the entertainment version of charles barkley to chime in and on e entertainment they talk about it for three minutes and they move on to all the gowns and what people are wearing i was like you guys are such hacks this is the difference between the sports world and the entertainment world in the entertainment world they're like we can't talk about will smith we're afraid he'll never bullshit you know what he's gonna do the next time he's got a movie he's gonna sit down with e he's gonna sit down with everybody because that's what he does he's not gonna boycott you guys because you talked about the biggest story that we've got going on in the country I got such bullshit. I wanted Charles Barkley's take on that.
1: I know. I, I know what you're saying. Um, Will had a great time last night. Won an Oscar, went and partied yeah. all night. So whatever.
0: Real What's quickly, going on in the
1: baseball world? Come on. I, I want to ask you it. this in 30 seconds, okay. and then we'll move on to all
0: the topics. Did you ask Olivia... What would you have done? Would you have wanted me to react the way Will Smith had? had I didn't ask
1: her that, but I would have done it differently. I would have taken Chris Rock somewhere a little quieter, probably wouldn't have used an open hand. If I was really that mad to go up on stage Mm -hmm. and smack someone in front of everyone, I would have waited, had some words peacefully, you know, mono-y mono, then see what would have happened. That's that's what I would have done.
0: And she's like, if you just yelled from your chair, that would have been good enough for me. And I said, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, do we have to go up and
1: assault the slap, somebody? The slap was—it was ridiculous. I'm not about the slap life. I'm like, if here. you're gonna get a slap, you're gonna get—you're gonna get a closed fist. All right. Well, I'm, I'm about to smack
0: myself if we don't get to some baseball topics. So let's start with the big news that Albert Pujols has returned home. He inked a one-year deal, right around two and a half million bucks to play yet another season with the St. Louis Cardinals. Does this make sense? Are you excited about it? Where do you stand?
1: I'm excited about it. Of course I am. You know, a guy going back to his roots here, you know, bringing that, you know, winning Albert Pujols mentality there, because I think that's kind of what this is. You know, they, they're going to platoon him. Um, the DH obviously helps, you know, getting him some at-bats during the year, but they're looking more, I would say, for his tutelage than anything. Come back, you know, let's get these guys right throughout, you know, the season. We have a, a change uh, with the manager, so let's get some stability here. Let's bring Albert back and to kind of write the ship throughout the year. We always talk about the veteran leadership that they have in St. Louis, and it's been a reason why they've been so consistent as an organization. Well, shoot, bring why don't you bring back, you know, one of the Mount Rushmore dudes from your franchise? Let's have him, you know, be there throughout the year. I think it's a great move baseball wise. Maybe we'll get a league average hitter platooning. Maybe it'll be a little bit better because he's comfortable there. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I'm definitely excited about it. And you can see like the players in St. Louis, the fans of St. Louis, everybody's bought in. So I I like the move.
0: All right. So you bring up the Mount Rushmore, you know, for people that are a little younger in our audience, it's Stan Musial and then it's Albert Pujols in Cardinals lore. And they have had some amazing, amazing players, Mm -hmm. right? Bob Gibson, Ozzie Smith, just to name a few. But Those are the two at the top of the list. When he was great, he was amazing there the first 11 years or whatever it was. That's not even amazing,
1: isn't even the word. It's like, right. Out of this world,
0: unparalleled, unbelievable. But I was covering the story at the winter meetings the day that Pujols signed with the Angels. And I was like, holy shit, this is just going to change forever. And it really did. It kind of changed the tact of two different franchises because one was letting a three time MVP who had just won another World Series go, and another one was bringing a guy to be the future face of the franchise. And they went two different tacks. And here's the one thing I worry about. The guy, what is he, 42? He doesn't bring anything to you other than his brain and the ability to hit left-handed pitching. And I'm not trying to diminish that. But in today's game, you got to make sure those are working. His brain will always work right and w- what you talked about him giving advice to younger hit that will always work you need to be productive and if he's not i don't want it come august they're looking for a roster spot and then we're all talking about damn why the cardinals do albert that way
1: well i i can see that look we want this guy to go and perform he did okay with the dodgers last year when they platooned him i think he ended up with like a 101 ops plus so he still can he still can hit lefties you know, at a league average rate. How about that? Um, if that day does come where they need to clear a roster spot, they're not just going to throw him to the wayside. I don't believe they'd, they'd phantom him. If anything, put him on the 60 day deal and just have him around. Um, Cause I'm sure, you know what, once he's done playing, he's got a role in the front office there for as long as he wants as well. Yeah. So they, they really respect this dude. Obviously. I mean, talk about what he's done. I'm looking at his baseball reference page right now. What the F happened in 2002 was not an all-star, but he was MVP, the second-place MVP vote that year. So that ruined the string of all-stars in St. Louis. I'm pissed (laughs) about that right now. Uh, But he's incredible. I think it's a good move. I I, I talk about this all the time when we talk about veterans in baseball. Sure, Chris, they're not going to perform the way they used to in their prime. But the brain, like you talked about, it's a very powerful thing and can really help some guys flourish in their career. Miguel Cabrera is the you know, the person I think about, uh, when it comes to veterans, helping young hitters and out can be the same guy.
0: All right, let's move on. Uh, over the weekend, we saw some monumental blasts from some of the biggest names in baseball. Uh, Aaron judge hit one, I think is still going over the batter's eye. Uh, Bryce Harper had a two home run game. Shohei hits the first pitch out. Vlad jr. Did his thing. Um, which of the four in your opinion will have the most prolific offensive season?
1: I thought about this one a lot because you know I hate questions like this. These guys are all fantastic ball players. I'm gonna I'm you gonna know, put Sh- I hate it that you say the word hate because you I know don't what? like that you ask questions. But people like,
0: people want to hear it. Like it's a hated. So stop saying you hate it. It challenges your <laughs> These mind. Guys are all, and you're a smart you just, guy.
1: You just gave me four of the best hitters in the big leagues. Right. You know, maybe Sho- maybe Shohei's not up there yet. You know, we like him because he can do both things. All right, I'm gonna give you my answer. Just relax a little bit, okay? I'm going with Aaron judge. Like Bryce Harper, maybe benefits from the shift. Aaron judge, you stay on the field and he's healthy. He's put up better offensive numbers than all of these guys through his career. Like I forget how good Aaron judge is when he's playing 162 games. Like because this guy is seen. a, we haven't, we haven't seen close. This guy is an absolute menace. Uh-huh. So if he stays on the field and look, this cashman came out and said, if we get to the season, And there's no extension. There's no talks per Aaron Judge's request. That's why. Sure. You don't. Let me tell you this right now. That guy knows if he goes out and has a great season, he's looking at the biggest bag. So, motivation is there. And the fact that he's already put up better offensive numbers than these guys throughout his career, I'm going Aaron Judge. Yeah. There you go, Dan Rourke.
0: I'm a huge Aaron Judge fan. I just. I love watching him. He's so different. He's built different, literally. But (laughs) I'm going with Bryce Harper. And I know that's hard to believe because last year he led the league in slugging. He led the league in OPS. He had nearly 80 extra base hits. But I love what they've done with their lineup. Now, I don't like it defensively. We've talked ad nauseum about that. But I think that Harper's going to see even more pitches than he did this year. I mean, I think the fact that he's going to have Castellanos back there and Schwarber in front of him, now Schwarber hits the ball a lot and he just trots himself around the bases. So I don't know if he'll be in sc- scoring position for Bryce Harper, but I just love the beginning of this lineup. And I think that I think Harper is so tuned in right now that he's going to be, I think he's going to have another monstrous year. He might, it might not be as good as last year, but I think it'll be better than the other three. Okay. I'm I mean, worried hey, you know, we talk about the Blue Jays lineup real quickly on Vlad. I don't think we're giving enough. To the fact that marcus Simeon bolted there i can see that you know that's a that's that could be a substantial drop off matt chapman and, is not marcus Simeon offensively
1: he could be remember marcus Simeon turned into marcus Simeon,
0: but but over the last three years he was really good
1: matt chapman's health don't be disrespecting matt not chapman not disrespecting on this him. show all i'm
0: saying is love that this be- guy I'm a big Matt Chapman guy, too, but you, you, think, you think it's a slight when we say that one guy is great. Like, I just gave you four names to choose from. You're like, well, that means I hate the other three. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It it's just hard. Somebody has to be the best.
1: Shohei's somebody the only wrong play. answer in that one. Enough. And I love Shohei.
0: Let's talk about a pair of New York starting pitchers. Jacob DeGrom, mm-hmm. Garrett Cole, they both pitched on Sunday. Which one is more important to his team's success this season? I know you hate this one.
1: No, I have an answer for you on this one. I really do. It's Garrett Cole. For the, for the reason that, look, obviously, Jacob DeGran, all world. Max Scherzer is still there. If Jacob DeGran goes down, you have Scherzer to head your rotation. If Garrett Cole goes down, who's leading that rotation? Is it Tyone? Is it Severino? Is it Montgomery? Like You, you need a bona fide ace. You need a stopper. They have two stoppers right now. And if, one, if Jacob or Max goes down, they still have one stop. Or Garrett Cole's that for the Yankees. And if he goes down, then they don't really have that. So I'm going Garrett Cole's more important, although both these guys are the best.
0: So I, I thought that's the way I was going to lean because I thought when I was writing the question, I was like, God, this is an easy answer. Why wouldn't it be Garrett Cole when the Mets sign Max Scherzer? It's not as easy as you think. Hmm. It's just not in part because I like the Yankees' offense more than the Mets. The Mets' offense, we talked about the numbers last year. Putrid. Now, we get it. They added some guys that are going to help them. Marte, Canna, Escobar. They should, at least. But um, I think the Yankees' offense can bail them out on days that maybe the Mets' offense cannot. And also, the Mets' pitching staff was not great last year. When DeGrom went down, Taiwan Walker had an all-star first half, and then he was MIA the last two and a half months of the year. Carlos Carrasco, I worry about his injuries. Now they did trade for Chris Bassett, and I love that move. Like we forget about Max Scherzer to me, Scherzer's the easy part of the equation.
1: I'm just saying, like they have fallbacks now. Occam's Razor, you ever heard of that? Repeat that. Occam's Razor. It's a principle. It's like a theory. Like the the most obvious answer is usually the answer. So let's get this this question. Let me tell you. You thought this was going to be a hard one, and you're going to mess with me. You I didn't. didn't. Think it was be it's hard. Garrett Cole, no doubt. If Jacob deGron goes down, it's horrible for the Mets. But you still got Scherzer, and I forgot Bassett went there, so that makes yeah. it even easier for me.
0: Yeah, that's the part. But they did lose Stroman. Stroman was great last year. He was far and away their most consistent pitcher in terms of productivity and health.
1: He's doing great right now, too. Chicago, look out.
0: Yeah, they could be fun. Uh, Catel Marte, congratulations. Uh, He got a nice little extension, so it's going to end up being five years, 76 mil. They end up tacking Hmm. on a couple of additional years to his option years. So he's going to be there through his age 32 season, I believe. Do you think this makes it more or less likely that he gets traded in the near future?
1: I don't think it changes. It just gives, doesn't change the percentage either way. I think it gives the diamondbacks, you know, more of a leash with him to figure out what to do. It gives them options. Now, like, mm-hmm. can we build around this guy? You know, a guy that can play everywhere, you know, who's an offensive threat. Can we build around him? Are we going to be good enough to, you know, get the Dodgers out of here, to get the Giants out of here, to get the Padres out of here? If we can build no. something, sure. I mean, I know that's kind of the answer. The answer so, is no. So, well, you don't know that. Things happen. Pe- people come around, like Albert Pujols. Okay. The change of franchise, stop? like this can happen, Chris. Chris, this can happen. Okay, they like, won they- fifty-two
0: games last year.
1: In the blink of an eye, you get a player that can change your franchise. It doesn't happen all the time saying it can happen. Now, here's what I think is going to happen. You need to let me finish, bro. You're all over me today. You're all over me today. I th- of course, I think he's going to get traded. Because I'll t- I don't think he's a- – man, you're making me talk badly about people. I don't, I don't think he's like a guy that you-, you build around. And I think he's a very, 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 very good ball player that's going to go to a winning team and help them like, maybe get over the hump. But I don't think they're going to, I don't think they even really plan on necessarily building around him. It just gives them more of a leash, more options, uh, or they can continue to have options mm-hmm. with him, I guess I should say. Um, I like the deal for him. And I really like, awesome. I really like it for the Dynamites. It's $15 million a year. Like people will take that on. You will also get something in return. It's not some exorbitant amount of money where if you trade and they're just eating the salary, like you can get something in return for him because that's a good price for a player of his caliber it's really important that he has a healthy productive first three
0: months of the season because teams will be willing to bite on a player like this in part because of his positional versatility. I'm not sure he's even more than an average fielder at second, short or center, but -hmm. the fact that you could put him in there is big, you know, injuries happen, particularly this year with a short camp, there's going to be guys that go down. And if you can get a guy that can play multiple positions, and be productive, and be a switch hitter for $15 million a year, and in each of his last two full seasons, I'm not counting the truncated 2020 season, had an OPS over $900, i am in. I'm in. Yes. But we know yes. Go ahead. He, he's really important for Arizona because as much as we want to build him up, it's going to be another terrible season for them. It just is. This year, yeah. I, I wish it wasn't because I like a lot of the people there. I'm a big Tori Lovello fan, Jake Snakes, the whole bit. It's just, it's not a good time for them. So this is a piece that maybe a guy they could move where they could get back three or four guys that are important to the future of the franchise.
1: Well, then, like, if that's the plan, they have to do it soon. Like, let him go get hot at the beginning of this year, and then, yeah. Three months. Send him somewhere, yeah. Three months. Other teams have to know that he's
0: healthy and productive at the same time, which unfortunately has not happened a lot for him lately.
1: How All right, about last this? One. Yes, I just looked at his debut. I'm on his page right now, uh, July 31st, 2015, against the Minnesota Twins. I think I was there for it. I think he's with the Mariners at the time. Mm. Coach that's Trev coming up. a pot.
0: There were a lot of big names involved in that trade who have ended up being really good players, right? Haniger, Segura, it. Gene Segura, Mitch Haniger. Yeah, that's a good, really interesting trade. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Are you mad at me today? Because I'm, I was cutting you off. I apologize.
1: We're having a great time. Okay. I'm never mad at you.
0: Lack of sleep today. Sometimes to people
1: up. like when we fight, and they say, "Look, these guys need to get into it a little bit more often." They're always so lovey dovey with each know, other. Sometimes I, I need, I need to Will Smith the shit out of you sometimes, and That's and vice okay. versa. I can take
0: it. I could take. I took oh, a uh, the last punch I ever took was when I was a freshman in high school. Don Chocote. Uh, he was a year ahead of me at school. We were riding the bus. Somebody, somebody took my saxophone. I was in the jazz band. Somebody took my saxophone, and I, I had my head down, like, trying to fight, and I couldn't tell who it was. So I, I went up to him, and I, I think I, like, punched him in the shoulder. I was like, Don, you asshole, and it wasn't him. So I'm sitting in the bus, and all of a sudden, I feel this fist right across my face. Like, if I had been a cartoon character, my jaw would have gone, like one of those, and he was a hockey player, so he knew how to punch. Mm. I was like, "Fuck, that hurt. So that was the last time I got hit.
1: I haven't got punched in a long time. I think I need to get punched, like, soon.
0: Yeah. Well, we make that I think
1: everyone now. needs to get punched every once in a while, just to humble yourself. Last one. Speaking of maybe
0: punch drunk, Padres announcer Don Orsillo, one of the best in the biz, celebrated his birthday in Vegas recently at an amazing pool setup. The pictures are real <laughs> – the women with the cards or Silo, what a great, great view. If you're just audio only today, check it about 18 minutes into the YouTube version today. Find it. What was your favorite birthday celebration you ever had? Could be as a kid or an adult.
1: You know, my birthday was always during baseball season, so I was always playing. I think I have some good stats on my birthday. I have to check that out. We have a producer that make it put that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite birthday was my 30th. It was we were in Anaheim. Olivia set up this beautiful dinner for me and all my teammates at Javier's in Newport, which everyone, if you're from LA, you kind of know it's a nice, fun spot. And everyone came in. It was tacos and margaritas and just a great time. So that's my favorite one. What about you?
0: So for me, it was my 35th birthday, I want to say. Michelle had organized a, a beautiful dinner For a lot of people, it was probably 70 people or so down in the Santa Monica area. And I walk in and I knew we were doing something. But she celebrated and I get a tap on my shoulder and my parents had flown in to surprise Uh. me. And, you know, I didn't, I mean, I just cried like a baby. And oddly enough, this is, unfortunately, this is the 15th anniversary of my mom passing away. So it was one of the last times that I got to celebrate something with her and so it's something that's near and dear to my heart um i still have pictures a a great one of uh, my mom and i from that party pretty cool
1: that's awesome
0: yeah it was nice so
1: we need to celebrate let's do each other's birthday
0: my mom was a great baseball fan (sighs) great baseball fan
1: i love the relationship that you have with your parents i love that yeah
0: it was a good one really really good one i miss them both so for those of you that still have your parents Consider yourselves lucky and enjoy them. And uh, you're not always going to agree with them no matter what age you are, but always give them hugs at the end of the day. That's my advice. I like it. What do you have coming up on John boy?
1: Going right now. We're about to go live uh, talking baseball. We got a lot of stuff coming out. TPPs are in full effect. We recorded one on Sunday, like just an off day, but we're in the booth because we're built different. That's why we're the number one pod, baseball pod. 1A, 1B right here. What about you? What do you got?
0: Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm wearing my Marlins hat because the latest edition of the Rose rotation mm. with Miguel Rojas is out. We already put out the Juan Soto-Freddie Freeman clip, which is legendary. Go watch it. He talks about why Soto is so disciplined at the plate, and there's a, a great story between a Marlins catcher and Juan Soto uh, from just a couple of years ago. It's really, really good. Mickey's great. He won our free agency frenzy draft.
1: He's been um, crushing it.
0: He crushed it, and he just added 15 more points when Pujols signed. So, <laughs> you know, he, he's not only the champ, he's the champ by a wide margin. I so love good that. Good for him. Um, you know, he's talking about people sleeping on the Marlins, why, why people shouldn't be.
1: Uh, so He's, he's got s- great pitching.
0: No question about it, man. So I think me feels- and
1: Miggy should hang out. Like, I, don't, I know you probably don't want that because I might steal your friend from you, but <laughs> I want to hang out with him. I
0: want you to be able to have that experience. He's such okay. a good person. I want you to be able to share that. Maybe
1: we'll uh, we'll do a three way on Zoom. No, we're just, let's go out there, man. Let's go to Miami. Me, you, oh, Miggy Rojas. I'm dangerous
0: in Miami, bro. I'm just telling you, Rose <laughs> is dangerous in Miami. Ooh. All right. Special shout out to our one and only producer extraordinaire, Robbie Shirocco. Even though I also say the same thing about Dan Rourke, I want them both to feel special because they're such an important part of the brand. Uh, We will see you on Tuesday for baseball today for T-Ploof. I'm Chris Rose. Have a great baseball Monday.